0: Well, hey, all you Texas music lovers, it's Maylee Thomas in time for another Texas Homegrown Music. And I love shows like today when I get to meet someone that I really, really jive with and felt like a, we had a really cool spiritual connection. Her name is Suzanne Santo. She's a transplant from L.A. to uh, Texas in Austin-based now, but moved here during the storm, and you'll hear all about that in the interview. But she's an actress, and she's a singer-songwriter. She's just a plethora of a lot of great things and I really enjoyed getting to know her and I can't wait to see her play. I'm going to go see her at the Kessler this month on the 25th and um, I hope that you guys will try to make that show. I know there's some general admission tickets left so if you guys can make it be sure to check it out. So before we uh, get started on that interview I'm going to do a song off of um, my record and this is a song that's a remake of my good friend Ian Moore's song, Satisfied. And um, I, I sent it to him before I put it out there and said, hey, dude, is it OK? And he said, absolutely, because I definitely took it on a different twist. But he's a cool cat and uh, he just loves music, too. And and, he, and he's always progressing and growing and doing things and um, differently. So I figured it was safe. So I'm going to do this song, Satisfied, for you guys. And when I come back, I'll be here with Suzanne Santo. Fed at your feet, yeah, would you even know his name? Oh, baby, would you just... Thomas and I'm here with Suzanne Santo and Suzanne you've said of yourself that you're a lover of birds and bourbon and (laughs) guitar and fiddle and banjo and spiller of coffee um so welcome to the show thank you you pretty much got me on my and Instagram profile. There you go. So um, so bourbon, huh? I, I'm going to have to turn you on to a really cool distillery right here in Texas called Iron Root. Um, okay. It's in Denison and just north of me. And we had a dinner last night um, at a local restaurant here in McKinney called CT Provisions and Iron Root came in and it was a five course meal with five cocktails, Okay. Oh wow! And right. you got to know, I'm I'm a lightweight, and every one of the cocktails is made with a different one of their bourbons. Oh, by the goodness. by, the third course, three and a half, on fourth course, I was just like completely whacked out, and by the dessert, I was like, okay, I'm so glad I'm not driving and that I only live ten minutes from here. <laughs> so uh, you'll have to check like out. like a perfect Tuesday night. It was a great Tuesday night. And then I found out that here we are. We have this great little distillery, not in Kentucky, because, you know, Kentucky's known for their bourbon. And they actually won an award, a world-class award, and the only distillery ever outside of Kentucky to do it. So I figure all my bourbon lovers, um, I'll have to tell you guys to check them out. So look it up. Iron Root.
1: I've got Garrison Brothers. There you go. Straight bourbon whiskey. I haven't opened this one yet all but right it was a gift awesome <laughs>
0: well,
1: Bless you. well you'll have to check it Thank out because um it, and, and they made
0: yeah, love killer drinks out of um this bourbon and every one of them tasted completely different it was just amazing oh, love it. so um anyway <laughs> let's get into the music even though i'd, I'd love to talk about drinking <laughs>
1: <laughs> well they, they kind of go hand in hand these days yeah they yeah
0: especially after the year we've had and uh so <laughs> so i'm excited because i don't you don't even know this yet i just bought um eight tickets to your show and at the kessler and it was it's actually uh All of the all the tables are sold out. And the only thing they had left was one um, of their gallery seating for eight. And I was like, heck, yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) And um, so I bought it. I'm going to invite some of my good friends that I know will enjoy some great music. Oh, I appreciate that a lot and I'm excited about that You're coming in on the 25th and it's on a Wednesday night. So it's a great way to spend the middle of the week. And it's right before you're going to have your big um, album release there in, uh, in Austin. So I'm excited about that. So what do you think about
1: Texas? You're a transplant from, from Cleveland, Ohio. Well, I lived in Los Angeles for 19 years before I moved to Texas. Um, so I, I've been long gone from, from the old cleave, but, um, I, I mean, you know, I, I, have said this a number of times to some friends. I don't know if I've said this publicly, but, uh, you know, for a long time in my life, I just anticipated that I would move back to Cleveland one day. Cause like, you know, I'm not going to live in California my whole life. That was sort of the idea. It's sort of like, you go out there, do the thing you need to do and then go home. It is this like odd, I guess, uh, vision i had but when i moved to texas regardless of the fact that i moved the week of the blizzard in february oh, um gosh. i i had this it was so strange and i just had this knowing i was like oh i'm home and it continues to prove to be the perfect place for me um just on all fronts of my life on, on like my friendships, intimacy, uh, career financially. Um, you know, I, I found that it's just a different caliber of people and, uh, my value system really resonates with the value systems I'm finding here. And I've never really experienced that anywhere else. And I, to be, not, not to get too far into it, but I, I didn't realize how much of a bubble I was living in in Los Angeles and how damaging it had become to my um, just overall happiness. You know, it's just an intense place. And given COVID, it just was um, escalated to a degree that was unlivable for me because I'm a sensi- I'm a sensitive gal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, so, I'm... Yeah. Having lived in California in my early days, and um, and I've got friends out mm-hmm. there that I still visit. Uh, my my oldest son just got back from San Diego yesterday. Um, you know, went out there, and of course, who who doesn't love San Diego weather? And I kept telling him, you know, um, it, yeah, it's if it beautiful. was just about the weather, we'd all be living there. <laughs> but it's right. not just about the weather, right? Um, no, and I mean, it's a an stunning so it, place. It is. It's beautiful. And, and there's no, I'm, you know, there's no arguing with the fact that that California has got some of the most beautiful area in our country. Honestly, when you when you think about them being from, you know, all the way from San Diego, all the way up to, you know, I, one of my favorite trips ever that my husband and I've ever done was when we did on the PCH from San Francisco to Seattle yeah. and stopped in everyone and went through the Redwoods and stopped in every sleepy little beach town. And, cool. you know, so yeah. I get it. Great. But as far as living and being around people Texas is where it's at for me, and I, you know, I'm I was born here, moved away for you know, the early part of my life, probably, you know, up until I moved back here when I was in my late twenties, and I can tell you, having traveled all over, I I love Texas, and I and I think me we have too. a beautiful area too, so <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I'll oh, argue yeah. with anybody on it. Right. Well, you know, uh, geographically, it's it has so many beautiful places. I, I just did my first river float in New Braunfels. Oh, that's and uh, I've never floated a river before. And, you know, there's times where you're in uh, kind of like a canyon and it looks like Colorado. And, you know, hill country is, is so beautiful. And, uh, and then you've got the Gulf. And, I mean, there's just uh, – Texas has a lot to offer. But, you know, I, I just want to say this because I, I find it to be so um, – paramount right now. And something I've experienced here, which I haven't experienced anywhere else. Um, and despite what I was led to believe by the media so far, I've experienced all varying degrees of political belief systems, um, and not an ounce of aggression or, um, you know, uh, a forceful nature around it. People are just kind of comfortable with where they're at. And, um, I've really appreciated that, um, that, that communication and that, that context of, of where we're at, you know, in the world where everything is so divided and so, you know, trigger happy. And I think it's really important that we maintain, the ability to coexist with people where you don't necessarily agree on the same stuff. And it's totally fine as it should be. Oh, Sam, I, I find know. that to be such a great comfort.
0: <laughs> well, um, as I told you when, before we started this um, interview, my husband is the mayor of the town that I'm in. And so I'm probably plugged mm-hmm. a little bit more into the political world than most people that are hosting music shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can tell you mm-hmm. that, um, I grew up uh, in a time when nobody knew what your political affiliation was. It just never right. came up. Right. You know, no one and it cares. just didn't matter. It really didn't matter. Uh, right. Just like I, you know, I I also grew up around people that were, you know, of all different religious beliefs, and it just didn't matter mm-hmm. because it's all about it's all about relationships. And and so, mm-hmm. honestly, I am hopeful because I know that um, the generations that are coming up now, and of course, I'm talking about even you because I'm almost twice your age. I believe that I, 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 truly, I doubt that. I have a son that's 31, so there you go. I truly believe. Wow. That, um, I truly believe that we are we're finding ourselves in a place where we don't have a choice. We are going to have to decisively say we are wanting to coexist with one another, no matter what your belief is, no matter what your political affiliation is, or else we are not going to exist. I mean, it's just that scary to me when I see how divisive it's become.
1: Well, you know, I'm I'm glad we're talking about this. And, you know, it does relate to music in a way, you know, if you want to bring it home to that. Because uh, for me, uh, my music is uh, there isn't an ounce of discrimination. Anyone and everyone is welcome at my shows. Um, But I, I think that the problem that we're facing is is so deep it's not a decision as much as we have people, uh, existing in different local narratives and different realities and their way is the way. And then this person's way is the way. And what we're up against is an extreme disillusionment. And, and it's really like, I, I feel really grateful that I'm privy to it so I can have, uh, grace and empathy for people when they're on a different side and they're committed to it. Uh, and maybe vehemently. So I think that, um, we need to find the people that can weave through and, and, you know, not, I'm not like, you know, touting myself, but like, I'm always looking for an example. I'm always looking for people that can hang out with a conversation that they're not on that side, but they're not mad. We're just sitting in a room together or, you know, and that's like, it's, it's, it's not that simple, but, um, I, I have to believe for my own, um, you know, happiness in this life that there's a way through this. And, um, but it is, a, it is a juggernaut. It is a mountain in front of us.
0: Well, I, um, I, I tell my kids and all my friends and uh, especially my kids, I've got a 20 year old daughter, a 20, let's see, how old are my kids now? I've got a 20 year old daughter, a 23 year old daughter, cool mom. Yeah, I have a 23-year-old <laughs> daughter um, and a 23-year-old son. We have our, our 23-year-old daughter we adopted from Africa, 23-year-old son and a 31-year-old son. And I tell them and have wow, told them all story. along, it's your journey and you need to walk your journey to the way that you feel authentic. And I don't want to live mm-hmm. in a world where we're all the same. I, I mean, I, I love yeah. the fact that I've got friends that are all over the map. And it's it's intriguing and fun and it's delightful Mm -hmm. for me to live in a world that has so much difference and I want to embrace it. And I want others to embrace it in love and kindness. And that's the thing I I tell Mm -hmm. them all the time. You can have all kinds of different opinions. Just be kind when you're proclaiming it and and Mm -hmm. thinking about it and we're going to be fine. So, well, I, um, I want us to go
1: to be that, I said, good on you to be that kind of mother. Well, uh, there's a lot of us out there. There,
0: There's a lot of us out there. Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful. I really am. And I think that we, I I really agree with you, Suzanne, that we need to speak up more and uh, just just not be afraid to say, come on guys, we we really can have these differences and still get along. So, well, I want to come back and and talk about your music, (laughs) but um, we're going to play Bad Beast right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Suzanne about this new record she's got coming out and um, some really great musicianship on it besides her. She's, she's an extraordinary <laughs> musician, and uh, and so she's. I'm going to say she's a Texas girl now because it sounds like you found your home and we're <laughs> you openly. And so uh, we're going to we'll be right back. If you're just tuning in, Suzanne Santo on the show today. We're going to play Bad Beast and you're listening to Texas homegrown music, and we'll be right back. Give you an with suzanne santo and now that we've already you know fixed the world as far as all the divisiveness let's talk about some music (laughs) (laughs) leave it it to a couple of women to to figure it out right (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) So um I, i i noticed that so for those that are just tuning in um you obviously toured. You've had other bands. You had Honey Honey in uh, L.A., and you toured with Hozier. You not only opened for him, but you also were in his band. You spent um, your downtime writing this for this next record, and then you end up moving here the week of this horrific blast of Arctic freeze that we've never seen in Texas. Welcome, Suzanne. I'm sure that was a a blast. Unintended. Um, Tell me about the journey for this record. And um, especially since I'm so excited that you've got Gary Clark and Shaky Graves playing on a couple of the, of, of the songs. Tell me about this journey here in Texas. And I I love the fact that you said you, um, you loved keeping, um, Austin authentic to the music, not just about another tequila brand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I mean, to be honest with you, I I actually had no intention of moving here. I, I, I was like, Oh my God, Texas is too hot. I could never live there. And over the years, people have always said like, why, why wouldn't you move to Austin? You know, why are you in LA? Like, you know, you play the banjo, Mm -hmm. but, um, (laughs) I, Um, I don't know how to explain it other than there was some sort of force of nature that was uh, not gently nudging me but shoving me out the door towards Texas and it kind of started uh, it no it started it last December 2020. I uh, came to visit uh, my friend Joe Rogan and and, and Gary Clark Jr. Um, Speaking of I wanted which to truly, I uh, to that
0: I listened to a little bit of that and I was cracking up at his not knowing what a gay was and then not understanding oh yeah. the tuner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like Joe. That was that was good. Cool. Well, you know, Joe, Joe had really uh, I talked to him like the week before for like a good hour and a half or so. And he was like, you know, Suze, you should really think about moving here. Um, You know, I, I love him and his family. And he's like, there's a lot of people that care about you. And it's a different game here. I think you would it would suit you. And and, you know, he kind of put the bug in my ear and. And then I I texted Gary to tell him I was coming to town and he was like, well, I'm playing at Antones. Do you want to sit in on my set? And like, I couldn't believe it. You know, this was December of last year and I was in like a a full on lockdown and also trying to understand the scope of the world. And like, you know, I, it's, it's very confusing. And, um, you know, I just wanted to see some comedy (laughs) and it turned (laughs) out I got to sing. I got to see some comedy and, um, you know, I ended up doing this podcast with with Rogan, and this is a true story. And I, this is kind of one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. Now, I only knew like four people, five people in Austin at the time. And after I did the podcast, I was all pumped up, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so charged! This is great!" And I'm just going to drive around and see what this place feels like. Like, what if I lived here? What if I moved to Texas? Oh my god! And I was kind of like, "Hey, universe, should I move to Texas?" And I was driving down um, a random street. I don't know what neighborhood I was in. Now, I think it was Barton Springs area. But I was driving in my rental car and there were two people walking with a dog. And I slowed down because they were kind of like, you know, in the street. And I didn't want to like buzz past them. And I just casually looked over and then I slammed on my brakes uh, because it was Shaky Graves. Who is like one of the four people I know in Austin? And I, I just started crying, and I was like, and I rolled the window down. And he went, Suze, what are you doing here?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I just asked the universe if I should move to Texas, and then I ran into you. And it was—I mean, I, I had to like stop for a minute and just like assess my whole life and realize I just got my green light. Uh, I guess I guess I'm moving to Austin, and then once I I said yes, I mean I inherited a house basically a rental house from from a friend of a friend this great house this girl had been here for eight years i didn't have to do a search to find out where to live i just have this great place and it's a place i've always wanted and then the music community's just been welcoming me with open arms um yeah
0: well, just the, <laughs> listen just the fact that you fell into a rental house that you've been loving i mean that you love and that you've always wanted is huge Mm -hmm. so i mean clearly the universe spoke right i mean and i'm I'm a total believer Mm -hmm. in that i I, of course i'm one of those people that i I have a foundation called love life because i've been saying that my whole life i I just say you get out of it what Mm -hmm. you put into it and i'm always so open to all kinds Mm -hmm. of things um you know i've got all kinds of friends from from the spectrum of atheists to just like you know Straight down the middle, um, you know, gospel people. And I tell right, them all right, the right. time, I I'm, I wake up each day and look for opportunities for the universe to speak to me. And some people want to call it God and some people want to call it um, whatever, energy, yeah. light, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm a believer in you being open to whatever it is that you, that you need to speak to you. And I, I yeah. totally believe in this stuff. I really do. And, and Me it too. makes my life yeah. worth living. So I think it's yeah. wonderful that you did that and how beautiful for that to thank happen. You. And I don't, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, just, thank you. I don't, I don't think it was just a coincidence. I think it was a stamp of, the, oh, of no, everything no, there that needed to be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So obviously magic is real. <laughs> obviously um had you already had you already done your recording with shaky graves at that time
1: yeah so I worked with shaky December of 2019 and okay. essentially my record was done at the top of the year and then COVID hit and you know I I fully intended to release it last year er, early spring and um as it turned out you know there was more work to do on the record and it turned out to be a blessing to kind of, uh, revamp uh-huh. it a little bit. I took a couple songs out and I put more songs in and re-recorded a couple and it, it really went up to the level that it should, it should be at, which is where it's at now. And I'm, I'm so proud of it. I'm so excited, but I mean, it, it's a long time coming. I mean, I, I think a lot of people can relate and a lot of artists to the setback of last year and being like, Oh my God, it's like, it's been four years since I released a record you know, but it was supposed to be three. <laughs> so, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not we mad put about those
0: pressures. The, the, the labels put those pressures on us and we put those pressures on us. And I think if COVID taught us anything, it taught us to realize that there's not a perfect way of doing anything because life can get in the way. And I, I, yeah. I know several people that, um, you know, had to put projects on hold or they just didn't they just didn't release something because they couldn't tour with it um and and a lot of my friends that did release things last year realized that they're going to have a you know they're going to have make themselves have more longevity on something that they couldn't tour with for a year until now
1: yeah, yeah. and you know i think it, this kind of ties into the record theme a little bit too is like what what you said earlier about um you know, reassessing, um, paraphrasing, but like, you know, I think COVID taught us to, to like, let go of a lot of attachments that we've had uh, and things we've taken for granted. And, um, you know, my record's called yard sale because it's basically about that, about like, here's what I need to let go of. Here's what I need to hold on to. And, and having a discernment with that as I've gotten older and how it just makes my life so much more joyful and, and peaceful. And, um, you know, sane. (laughs) Right. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's a silver lining there for sure.
0: Well, um, we're gonna play Common Sense on this segment, and um, since I didn't do it any segue into Bad Beast, why don't you give me a little background on Common Sense? And um, you know, I, I've, I unfortunately I've only been able to listen to three of your songs because they're the ones that have that are you know able that are out there right now. and you've got a new one coming out, uh, Save for Love. That's that's gonna drop um, a new single off of that. And uh, and, of course, you're going to drop the whole album at the end of the the month of August. And so obviously at that point, I'll be texting you going, oh, girl, (laughs) this really spoke to me. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I hope so. (laughs) But um, so tell me a little bit about Common Sense. Because I don't have any. Sure. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I, I find that
1: very hard to believe.
0: Um, no, I, I, yeah, I do have. Know, it, I'm, a, I'm a street smart girl, but I'm also a believer in goodness in everybody. And it took me a long time. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, only in the last um, few years have I actually come to a place where I have to accept that there are some things that, um, uh, that you can't explain away because of something that happened to them. They're just, it's, you know, I want to believe in the goodness of everybody and I, and I do as much as possible. Yeah. But as a mom, sometimes mm-hmm. I had to, I have to put a hard stop on things and, and tell my kids, I think you might need to mm-hmm. maybe look into this and realize it's just not going to change and you're not going to be able to help them. You know, there's just some, you know, something uh, they're doing is evil and you just got to walk away.
1: I I have also suffered from that affliction of uh, looking for the good in everybody. (laughs) and It's not an affliction, but it has gotten me into a lot of trouble and caused me a lot of pain because, uh, and I guess common sense could tie into this a little bit. At the end of the day, I've learned that um, when someone is unkind to me and I find the good in them and also uh, give them some kind of mulligan, of being like, oh, they're just hurting and I feel bad for them. I actually have found that um, that sympathy does more harm than good because at certain points, especially with adult, other adults, uh, they are accountable for their pain and their trauma and the way that they project it onto other people is not okay. So um, even energetically speaking, um, me feeling bad for a person who has been cruel to me doesn't help them or me. At the end of the day, I just have to say, hey, you're being a bad person and um you have to be accountable for that you know and in terms of common sense i am fascinated by the cycles that we find ourselves in and um you know the some of the commitments that we sign up for knowing full well that there's uh you know this is going to be rough or uh this this one's going to hurt You know, and not in a masochistic way, but sometimes in a passionate way. And I guess I could say that my life as a musician has facilitated that that unique hurt in a way that, you know, my life on the road takes me away from home. It makes it difficult in my relationships. It makes it difficult financially, physically, my health. And um, but I'm so passionate about what I do that, you know, I'm going to do it anyway, knowing that this is a tough road that I chose for myself. If I wanted a comfortable life, I would have sold spaghetti in Cleveland and taken over my family restaurant. But that wasn't in the cards for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm so glad you didn't. But let me
1: ask you this: So, how do you
0: find um, how do you find it uh, has been in your in your acting, because, you know, we haven't talked that much about what it's done in your musician side, but you happen to also have another career in acting. And I would imagine that um, it's opened up some doors for you in ways of understanding people's, the way they think and do whenever you're playing a role of somebody that's not yourself. Does it, does it, do you find that that's, you know, opened up an understanding for you even more because of, that
1: of course I mean like the human emotions and the human psyche are, are just fascinating places to exist or to examine in yourself or others and I mean obviously in acting when you're embodying a character uh, there's a there's a lot of of um, material that uh, is informative I guess and can inspire you um, you know in your own life and I think the thing is I uh, However light or dark, we can all relate to one another in varying degrees. So, um, you know, you just kind of extrapolate what works for you acting wise. Uh, And I I guess you can I can apply that to music as well, um, depending on what kind of narrative I'm I'm writing, whether it's a personal one or, you know, uh, they're always personal. I just find different. Well, ways I, talk, I agree. I mean,
0: I, I've, you know, I have people <laughs> ask me all the time, is that song about you or someone you know, or, you know, and, and is it personal? I'm, and I, I have to agree. It's always personal, even if you're writing it about someone that you know, or, or, or a situation mm-hmm. that you see or, or something that you're passionate about that you want to, you want to, you know, help people get through. So it's very writing well, is very personal.
1: I I agree. Um, I also, you know, lately I've been really honing in on um, finding really specific ways to talk about the songs, but not tell you what they're about because I've, I've found that um, it's really important to me to give the listener the opportunity to have their own relationship with the song rather than me tell you what, what my feelings are. Uh, It's, it's like once it's out in the world, it's everybody's, it's not mine anymore. And uh, I feel really respectful of, the listeners in that way. Like, cause I, I've actually not really cared for that as a listener from artists that I really love when they're telling me about, you know, uh, their breakup or, or their specific story that like, it's just, I just rather have my own thing.
0: You're right. That's, that's, you're, you're changing the way I'm going to interview now. So thank you for that, Suzanne.
1: Uh, uh, well, I'll talk about it. I'll just find no, clever ways okay. to circumvent my own story. No, it,
0: you're <laughs> right. And, and and when I think about songs that mean something to me, it's because I exactly what you said, I extrapolate out of that song what it means to me. And it could it's going to be completely different mm-hmm. than what it is to you. Same thing about going to uh, or watching um, drama and, and watching film it's, it's going to speak to me in a way that, you know, brings up something that I can relate to in that emotion and in that scene. So you're so right. Well, um, of course, uh, you've given me a little more common sense just in 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 this little part of the interview. So thank you for that. So we're going to we're going to play common sense, and we come back. I want to talk about um, f- ways that you can find her shows and and hear more of her music. Because I tell you what, I'm a total I'm a geek now of lover of Suzanne and um. You're You're going to see me (laughs) every time you're anywhere in, in um, Dallas area. I have got, uh, I just went and saw my friend Bonnie Bishop the other night at the Granada. And I said, I I said to my friends, I, um, I love female artists that get out there and, they leave it on the stage, and, and I can already tell that's who you are, that's what you are, and I can't wait to oh. see your show coming up. So, you guys be Thank sure you. to, uh, there'll, there'll be uh, some general admission tickets, are probably all that's left at this point for the Kessler um, that's coming up on August 25th, right here in Dallas, Texas. And then I know you're, that you're playing at Antones on the 27th. Um, I, I'm just so excited for you. I noticed that there's already some sold out shows for you um, on your tour, even as far out as november so girl you got it going on so we're going to play common sense when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more with suzanne santo you're listening to texas homegrown music with yours truly maylee thomas these strings
2: they're tearing me to pieces six cruel beasts their vicious teeth sinking into my skin This is insane.
0: That was Austin-based singer-songwriter, Shaky Graves, and uh, you, you read about him, how he got that name, Shaky Graves. It's pretty interesting. But I love that song, and I love the line that says, so struggle all you like here, put up the good fight, but someday everybody dies alone, but hey, who knows? He sings about what we all think about and talk about when we're with our buddies and sitting around a campfire at night or, you know, just hanging out on the, and chilling with one another and talking about life and what it's all about. He writes about it, sings about it. and I love it. So check him out. We're back with Suzanne Santo and we've been talking about life. Which is what I love about this show. We can talk about anything we want. And we're specifically talking about a new record she's got coming out called Yard Sale, which, by the way, I love a good yard sale. And m- literally 75% of my wardrobe is from resale shops and vintage so- shops. So when people ask me, awesome. where did you get that outfit? I'm like, you really want to know? Because I think I pay- paid yeah. like $9 for these pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, at a girl. <laughs> I mean, love I, I, I love yeah. it. And you being in Austin, oh my gosh, girl, there's some, there's some really cool resale places, shops there. Cause you know, oh, you know it. what it's like oh, when you're, it. you know <laughs> what it's like when you're an artist and you're where you wear stuff on stage, uh, you know, for a while, and you're ready to kind of change wear, it up yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit, switch it out. Yeah. Yeah. Switch it out and yeah. I'm, you know, and I know there's a lot of us that uh, we're like, oh yeah, I can, I can, Turn this in and get something cooler. <laughs> so check it out. Definitely.
1: Yeah, no, they have lots of places like Buffalo Exchange, and uh, you know that you can trade your clothes in and out. And yeah. um, you know, sometimes I did that in LA for a while, where I would, uh, you know, I never bought clothes because I would just trade old ones out, and I, you know, I'd clean old ones. Well, but do I um, it? you know, and then well, I'm yeah, a Poshmark
0: like, good girl too.
1: So, have you ever? Yeah. Heard of that? Okay, great. I love it. Yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah I have. And just, yeah, just you know, overall, there's just like the vintage spots here are just off the charts. I know.
0: know. Oh, I so, yeah. I, I always I have to make a trip or two to Austin just to check it mm-hmm. out. But um, so yeah. you've got the you've got the show coming up at Antone's. and I, obviously you know what a cool vibey place that is. Although. Their original spot was a lot vibier than the new one just because, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those girls that kind of likes the smaller venue and um, I'm at the yeah. point in my life. I played where the other I, one. I played yeah. the other one a couple times. Yeah. So, you know what I'm talking about, but, um, so that's cool that you've got that coming out. And, um, like I said, she's got a whole tour she's starting and, you know, things are, things are opening up and I know there's still, there's still some talk about this variant and there's, all, I think we're going to be talking about COVID for a while, but we still have to live and we have to, we have to, yeah. I, 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 I for one am so tired of, hearing about how we're non-essential because i believe that musicians are the most essential people out there (laughs) we need it we need music in our life Mm -hmm. and i want to see live music and i'm i want to go to shows and so i'm going to be a proponent of it so you guys get online check her out suzanne s-u-z-a-n-n-e santo s-a-n-t-o um, every platform out there check out some films are do you have any um acting things
1: coming up soon are you
0: working on a project there
1: uh not currently well i'm working on some projects but nothing's coming out right now so okay. we're uh, in the wings currently
0: well um i'm i'm a big fan and and now that i get now that i've gotten to know you suzanne what a joy you are i can already tell you're just a wonderful sweet human and i'm grateful that you you decided to do my little show here in texas and i'll do everything that (laughs) i can to get the word out and um for sure, check out that Iron Root Whiskey because if you like whiskey, it's a yep, good ma'am. one. <laughs> <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> and, um, so I, I, I just want to say thanks again for being a part of the show. You guys check out um, Save for Love is coming up right now. And she's got a, you've got a really beautiful rendition of it on Joe's show. That's just you and the guitar. Oh, you. And, I, you know, you. your voice is so beautiful beautiful, Suzanne. I mean, you, it's like you, oh, you, you, it's like you can whisper it and you can still feel the depth of it. And I'm, I'm just, thank you. I'm a little jelly. Got to tell you. like that pipe, make it burn red, make it hiss.
2: Like the storm that's at your window. Fill up those lungs, honey. All mm-hmm. right.
0: shows. I really enjoy getting to know these artists and I hope you did as well. Suzanne Santo, you don't want to miss her. She is going to be a household name in Texas soon. I absolutely know it. I'm sure you'll recognize her. She's she's played on a lot of different um, TV shows and movies and she's going to continue to do that as well, I know. But her music is what touches me the most and I just hope that you guys had a wonderful time today learning about her and listening to her music. Be sure to t- uh, go to a live show for all these Texas musicians. And with everything that's going on right now and the uncertainty of the of COVID, it's so important for us to support them as much as we can when we see them playing in an area. Go out and see the show, buy their music, download their music. And, uh, and let's just keep music going and keep it essential in our lives. OK, it's definitely essential in mine. So I'm going to close out the show today. I opened the show doing a song um, by Ian Moore, my friend, off of my latest record called Satisfied. And I'm going to close the show with a live version of him playing just this past June at the Texas Music Cafe. And he's doing his version of Blue Sky there. And I love it. So you guys, let this speak to you. Let it give you a good feeling in your soul and in your heart. And remember to love life. You get out of life what you put into it. All right? Peace out, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again to the Guitar Sanctuary and Tux Brewery for making this possible. Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas.
3: Sing me a lullaby Won't you wipe away my pain Take me out the driving rain, sing me a lullaby, keep me warm and dry, oh mother, I'm counting on you